Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show brought to you by FIVO. We are talking to you on the Friday of Memorial Day weekend, hoping everybody has a very fun weekend heading into summer. I am thrilled, not just excited, thrilled today to welcome back the San Jose Mercury News, this Cam Inman, to the show to talk 49ers. We've had OTAs week one, talk to Trey Lance. Cam, welcome back. I didn't realize it's Memorial Day weekend. That's how I'm, I, I'm so ingrained in the 49ers coverage that just, I'm, I'm in between OTAs. That's all You're I really, you're so in the grind that you can't think of anything other than football <laughs> in the red and gold. And I appreciate no, that. No, that, that's well, that's not totally true because I have to go cover the Warriors tonight. So I, I will, I will lock in. I got like uh, a high school graduation next week. My son's graduating from eighth grade. Also, there's the the calendar is all crazy right now, which is great. It's way better to be busy than nothing. So there was, but it was also really good to get back on the practice field yesterday to see the Forty Nine. It really was. It was great to get back on the practice field. It was funny. I was like, ah, oh, football is back in May, but nonetheless, it does feel like. There is football in the air, and I think I talked about this on last week's pod with Kyle Madsen, that we spend months and months talking about it, and we get so excited, and we still have so long until anybody's playing a game. But it really was great to be back on the practice field, even though it was 95 degrees. So I imagine for the players, that was even uh, more difficult. But this was really our first time seeing, not that it's our, it was not our first time seeing Trey Lance, but our first time seeing him truly as <clears throat> QB1 of the 49ers, taking all the first-team reps. Yes, Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster. I think we all know how that's going to turn out. So it was definitely fun to watch. It was fun to talk to Trey after. But, Cam, let's start with talking about his performance on the field. What did you see? Are the 49ers going to the Super Bowl? <laughs> I always think they're going to the Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> well, usually, uh, and it's not just Homer. I, I'm very optimistic. Um, well, here's two, there's two things about this. One, yes, he's QB1, but he was QB1 of the same unit he was last year. It was all backups. True. I mean, the Niners did not did not put their pro bowlers on the field. Some have not reported for the voluntary workouts, which is fine. Um, <clears throat> but the way he composed himself on the field um, with teammates, with the media the day after or that after that practice, uh, it has exudes so much confidence that yes, he's ready to be the QB one from that, from just the overall, like the aura of a QB one, whether he can, uh, execute plays and read defenses. We can't tell that from that 90 minute practice because it was basically a, a light, passing camp with no pass rushers and um the weird thing was when they when they eventually got into 11 on 11 they didn't have that helmets. was so strange uh, that they, felt really counterintuitive yeah. to me it's like why well, are their helmets coming well, off but, but i but here's the thing it's like i, I you know i i'm kind of curious as to if, if that's a new training method of let's take you know, they're trying to take the head out of the game. They like to say in the NFL, mm -hmm. right? Well, if they take the helmet out, maybe that kind of encourages guys not to lead with their head and bang heads against other guys' heads. Um, you know, if you look at like Australian rugby uh, and they, those guys hit the heck out of each other and they don't have helmets on. But that being said, I don't know if it's the safest thing to do um, going forward. Uh, they weren't going full speed. Um, and 
the best thing we know is there were no injuries to report yet. I mean, I'm always leery of it because we'll, we'll come back like in two weeks ago. Hey, why is that guy not out there? Oh yeah. He, uh, he tore a ligament. He's out for the right. season or something. Sorry. We didn't tell you earlier. So yeah. Uh, you made a very good point about Trey Lance when he spoke to us in the media and you know, last year when we talked to Trey Lance, which we did very, very rarely, uh, yeah. he was, mm-hmm. he was perfectly acceptable, but he was subdued. He was a backup. He was a rookie backup. He was respectful of the situation. He did not, and I mean this in a positive way, did not conduct himself like the number three pick who was entitled and should, you know, do and say right. whatever he wanted. But when he came in this week, he was he was very much a different guy. We got to see his true personality. I mean, or at least as much of his true personality as, as we're gonna see in a press conference. But it was very refreshing. And I don't know, I think one of the things that people had talked about last year is obviously Jimmy Garoppolo being so well-liked and so well-liked in the locker room. And what was that going to be like in the passing of the torch, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't even know if it is a passing of the torch considering the circumstances, but I would imagine that that is just not an issue in the Trey Lance we saw the other day. We could also tell why his teammates, even going back to last season, really liked him and, you know, were excited to have him under center. Of course, the talent on the field is a huge part of that. But I think the Trey Lance we saw was was very cool. And it was kind of cool for it to be a good start. I mean, he came in with that smile and was like, it's great to see you guys, which kind of made me laugh since we rarely ever saw him last year. So I thought that <laughs> right. Yeah. Was well, like, like, honestly, uh, I mean, have we shaken his hand yet and looked him in the eye? It's just like, we're still at this distance. I can't wait to get in the locker room um, again with these guys so we can really get to know them. But I mean, he's obviously very personable and likable. He has a great amount of self-confidence, but not um, egotistical. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he, he didn't come across as entitled at all last year, which made that whole dynamic work with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, but you have to have some kind of self-confidence and, and share that with your teammates so that they believe in you. And he had that. You could see it on the practice field last season, the way he got along with guys. He wasn't shy. He didn't cower like, okay, I'll just wait my turn and not do anything. He was part of the team. And now that team is his. And, you know, a lot of people want Kyle Shanahan to make this great declaration that Trey Lance is our starting quarterback, end of story. And it doesn't need to be said. It's, you see it out there. It's not an awkward situation. Um, You know, and and so I just, I see how he meshes well with his teammates. Uh, The coaching staff believes him. The, The other thing, Tracy, is it's, it really is a new team. I mean, every, we hear that every year, but you look around and there's none of the same starting offensive linemen are out there right now that he's playing behind. And there's a whole cast of new wide receivers. Debo's not in yet. Um, and so as, even though there are a lot of people were not at that practice that we saw, um, it also allows Trey kind of a chance to, to kind of, you know, assert himself as a leader without worrying about stepping on other captain's mm-hmm. toes, so to speak. And yeah, speaking of captains, I would kind of wonder – you know, quarterback position, it should be the captain kind of is a birthright with that position, mm-hmm. right? It's part of the job title. I mean, I wonder if they would give Trey Lance captainhood, uh, captainship. What is it called? Ca- uh, like Mr. Mr. Captain. Ca- or uh, the captain title? I, I like actually captainship. I'm willing to ex- go with that. Would they, give a, would, the, would they allow him to wear the C patch as a uh, year two first time full time starter? Because um, obviously there's some uh, returning captains on this team. Uh, with Kittle and got, I mean, are they all returning except Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, wasn't Raheem, um, was Raheem Mostert a captain? He was for a year. Jimmy Ward became a captain mm-hmm. last year for the first time, which was cool. So Jimmy's back. Fred's back. Armstead. Armstead's back. 
um, Kittle, Trent Williams, uh, maybe use check. I'm not sure. Um, it, that part of that's overrated too, because what it really means when you're a veteran leader is, uh, the coach will seek you guys out. Like when I first started covering this team 20 years ago, Mariucci would have what was called, what was it like the dirty dozen? And he had like the 12 veterans that he would go to, to seek advice. And I, th- I think Shanahan has something like that too, where he, there's vets at each position where he'll either talk to as a group or whatever to feel out if there's some, some issue. Um, so I wonder like how fast Trey Trey gets part of that part of that club. Well, it's an interesting question because maybe it is overrated, but on the one hand, he is the quarterback. It would be quite a statement. And I don't I don't mean to like over dramatize it. I, I don't think it would be such a statement if he's not. But if they do give it to him, yeah. it's it is saying like we really see this guy as our leader. This really is our franchise quarterback. It will be kind of interesting to see how that plays out. Again, I don't want to over dramatize it but. well you know jimmy but but jimmy but jimmy was not a leader right or he wasn't a captain right You're away right. He was not. um it took him it, it took him a couple of years and when he finally got it it was because i remember talking to him about it. i go that's kind of cool that you're a captain now and 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 he agreed you know and it was it just it is kind of you know belief that your teammates um are on your side and and they dig it so and maybe yeah. the other side of that is you don't give it to him yet because he has a lot of pressure to deal with already and maybe that is just one extra, even if it's a little thing, that's one extra thing to put on his plate. You know what? Time will tell, Cam. This is going to be a, a great mystery. Yes. A great mystery of the offseason, yeah. which leads me into our other great mystery of the offseason. And that is the mystery of the starting center, the case of the great Alex Mack. <laughs> uh, it's interesting because that Monday before the draft, we talked to Jan- John Lynch. It sounded to me, if you read between the lines, Alex Mack was retiring. The Friday of the draft, we talked to John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Sounded like maybe he's not retiring. Now, I really am reading between all these lines, and I just really have no idea, even though the fact (laughs) that we have no idea makes me think maybe he is. But it is, to me, this is now one of the great mysteries of the San Francisco 49ers right now. It's uh, They've certainly been able to prolong (laughs) it, which is something that they love to, like, cover things up, right? Like, it's part of the NFL uh, subterfuge. Um, I hope Alex Mack is honeymooning somewhere in this uh, great world where it's peaceful and happy and sunny and uh, he's enjoying himself. Um, I <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I just know that um, when you look at what are their options if he does retire, I think that's kind of what we're doing now yeah. is is Jake Brendel, the, the, starting cor- the starting center. I mean, I think all signs indicate that he's in line for it rather than um, I, I would guess um, the only way he's not is if they're they're forced to move maybe Daniel Brunskill over. Um, and I didn't mean that unkindly. I don't know right? if. <laughs> well, I mean, but and they would. The only I think the only way they would is if um, one of the younger guards. If you have two guards that look great, if if Aaron Banks lives up to what everybody's expecting him to, which is a, still a big task, um, and then if Spencer Burford or um, Colton McKivitz there's guys there that are just kind of this lower level that we don't know about. Um, and it's really not that exciting to talk about because nobody looks into it much, but if you lose an all pro and a captain, uh, or not a captain, a pro bowler and Alex Mack, then it shakes things up. I mean, this is, it's going to be a different offense and, uh, and, and Trey Lance is going to be a much more mobile quarterback. So I, 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 you worry about the offensive line because you want that cohesion and consistency, but I think Lance is much more of a fluid quarterback than Jimmy, 
Um, not saying he's like Kaepernick, where Kaepernick was one look and run. I think Trey wants to um, Trey wants to pass first before he considers getting out of the pocket. But I think you bring up something interesting that yes, center is maybe not usually the most exciting, sexiest position to talk about, but you do have Trey Lance coming in as essentially a rookie. I know he's a second year player, but he started two games, and I think you would want some sort of experience and cohesion under center. And you'd want to know what's going to happen, which I'm sure obviously they're trying a bunch of different things out um, over these next few weeks. Well, here's the other thing. I mean, the other thing about it, just move on, is you, putting a rookie or a young guy in there. I mean, they haven't seen a lot of these NFL defenses or make adjustments on the line. So I don't, you know, it's, you want to have a guy that knows the NFL mm-hmm. uh, snap into a snapping to a quarterback. That's just learning the NFL. Yeah. Exactly. So it does become one of the most important things for the 49ers to think about and talk about. And actually, Eric Branch, the great Eric Branch, our colleague, came on this podcast you know, before the draft. And we talked about that quite a bit, about how important the interior of the offensive line is. So it will be kind of interesting to see how that all plays out. And this Alex Mack thing is just going to be very cool. I hope they do like a big reveal. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other guys that are much more important uh, to the, probably the 49ers' success that are not here, and that's Debo Samuel. Um, is Trent Williams going to show up for mandatory minicamp? How's Nick Bosa doing? I mean, he's he's in line for the contract extension, too. Everybody says he's working. Mm-hmm. Um, he's off the grid. So it's like until I see these guys all together and knowing that they're all in on this with a new coaching staff for the mm-hmm. most part um, – I, I have some concerns. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I, and I think these are valid concerns. And so you brought up Debo Samuel. So let's get in to that discussion. Kyle Shanahan said this week that he does expect Debo to be back for mandatory minicamp. He does expect Trent Williams. He does expect Nick Bosa. Uh, and he is he feels stronger than ever that I, I'm phrasing, <laughs> but kind of stronger than ever that their relationship with Debo can be mended and they can get back to normal. But see, my question is and. Only time will tell on this. Time will tell is my favorite phrase because really no one can argue with it. Time will tell. But time will we'll we'll see. see. I mean, you can't really <laughs> argue with the point. Like no one can be like, that's not true. Time won't tell. It will. <laughs> but the question is, and we can reconvene on this in the fall, but it, it's hard for me to believe that this Debo thing isn't somewhat of a storyline the rest of the season. Even you know, when and if he signs a contract extension and when and if he reports, I think he will, but it will be a thing. And with every snap and with every pass and with every time they use him as a running back, yep. they still will. And so right. does that create yep. a distraction also on a team with a quarterback that's just learning the NFL? I don't think it's a distraction. I think it's just part of the, part of the sport. The, the beauty of it is, there was so much focus on Debo last year because there had to mm-hmm. be. I mean, he was your catalyst. And I think Lance is going to take some of that away from Debo because there's going to be so many more eyes on Trey Lance. Um, there's going to be some new offensive weapons, maybe, if Danny Gray can stretch the field for them, uh, if Ray Ray McLeod's worth anything in the slot or as a return guy so that you don't have to put Debo back there. Um and then, you know, I always think that they always underutilize George Kittle. I, I, I don't just, disagree with you. I, I think I they maybe, do. Well, but here's the thing. They don't because they need him to block. And he's a great blocker. He loves to do it. He's willing. Uh, he will. He's um, a servant leader wherever you need him, right? And they just they don't need him as much in, in that passing. When, when Debo's the, run, the one going with the yards after the catch, um, I, I just would like to see George revive that role that he had at his early start of his career. 
Um, but then there's also Brandon Ayuk, who's um, Brandon just seemed like in such a good place this week. And I, I talked to Brandon last month at the local pro day when he and Javon Kinlaw wandered out there. And both of those guys were in great spirits. They were both very excited about where their, their careers are headed. And they're both only going into year mm-hmm. three. Um, and so I think there's a lot of optimism to think of what, what they can get out of both of those guys. Well, and the thing with Lance as well, a very different type of quarterback, no disrespect to Jimmy Garoppolo, but they also may not need to utilize Debo in the same way because you have a very different person with a very different skill set under center. So it will be interesting to see what that does mean for Brandon Ayuk, what that does mean for George Kittle. And I kind of have a feeling, and so today we're recording this on May 26th. You're listening to it on May 27th. I'm going to say I think we're going to see a really big year from Brandon Ayuk. And if we do, well, you know I'm going to come back to this and tell you guys how smart I am. (laughs) But I do think we are. And you brought up a good point about how he seemed in a really good place. And I think one of the most impressive things about Brandon Ayuk is he went through a lot in the first eight or so weeks of the season. And it was a lot of chatter. It was a lot of noise. He went through a lot with Shanahan. Both of them admit they basically had a moment, a come to Jesus moment after that first Arizona game. And it changed everything. But to his credit, he really turned things around and he didn't let all that noise ruin his season. And you could see it now how much more mature he is. And he was saying this week with the young guys in the wide receiver room. And right now, Brandon Ayuk is the leader of that wide receiver room because there is no Debo Samuel there right now. And how he's seeing the things that maybe Shanahan and the coaches were talking about last year. Uh, And they do have a new wide receivers coach. So he, to me, is going to be such an interesting guy to watch because I think we're going to see him have a Debo Samuel-like year three and that he becomes this really prolific player that the 49ers need. So this offense is just going to be so different with Trey Lance. And I know that's a very obvious thing to say, but I'm excited to see kind of what they're able to do, assuming they have an offensive line that can protect him. (laughs) Right. Well, and you know, well, one other thing about Ayuk is he and Lance, they've worked out together in the off season, the last two years. And I'm, I don't know if about you, but I'm like I'm really into like that uh, chemistry mm-hmm. and whatever oh, relationship building is there, so they get that trust factor down. And um, and Jimmy, you know, Jimmy didn't do that with guys. Um, he was very off the grid, from what we know. Um, but the fact that you know George Kittle's invited Trey Lance up for uh, tight end university in Nashville next month, um, it's just I like how Trey's involved mm-hmm. with his teammates and out. He's out there in public. He's He's willing to be the face of this 49er franchise that the quarterback usually is. And I, I think Jimmy was fine with it, but I think he was reluctant about it because it's just he wasn't in it. He, you know, he's the, he's the high school linebacker that was trapped in this um, movie star looks uh, endorsement hero kind of mm-hmm. guy. But he's he's more subdued about that. And I think Trey's one that's going to enjoy every bit of it. He's not looking like to be, you know, in every commercial, but he's willing to do it. And I think that's something that the organization would love to see. And I think the thing with Trey, too, that's really interesting, and you could see it with Jimmy, too, but even this week when we saw Jimmy Ward talk about Trey Lance, his face kind of lights up a little bit, and their lockers are next to each other, and they have been. And I actually spent some time with them at their Thanksgiving event last year uh, where the 49ers actually do a, a tremendous event every year for Thanksgiving with the players and giving food and supplies to people who need it. But they were essentially like partners at that event. And so I spent a fair amount of time talking to the two of them. And that chemistry was really cool. And I, I think that's something where you really see the true leader. And 
it's again, it's not disrespect to Jimmy Garoppolo. It, it's not a knock on him. And George Kittle said this week he hasn't talked to Jimmy since they cleared out their lockers. Mm-hmm. And it's not that he thinks there's anything wrong. That's just Jimmy. And so it's just different types of people. Yeah. And you could even see it in the right. press conference this week. It is. They are they are different. And I mean, guess what, though? It's all going to come down to how do you perform on the 100%. field, especially in the class situation. Really <laughs> but, but you're right. I mean, this is the time of year where we... It's it's speculation season, basically from January all the way up until August, mm-hmm. right? And that's a lot of time to kill of just kind of going, hey, I wonder how this guy's going to be. How's this guy acting? Because we can't break down film like from their practices like the coaches are doing because they see everything and they know what guys are supposed to be doing. Um, and we don't see their workouts. We don't see how they actually interact with guys. That's why like uh, getting back in that locker room, it, it adds that extra layer of insight that we really need. Mm-hmm. And I just, it's, I, I, I'm selfish because I just, I, I want that access. I want to know more about guys rather than in this big, huge group setting, which was, you know, we may do over zoom and, um, you see guys on social media or whatever, but then when we're in the auditorium, it's, it's very sterile. You can't loosen up because these guys know there's a thousand cameras mm-hmm. on them. Um, not saying that I want like people to give me the dirt or dish, but you just, you learn more about the game. Um, about what they're working on without putting them point blank on the record, um, which scares some guys off. So, um, And then if there's issues with you and players or whatever, um, you hash it out face-to-face rather than have, having, you know, this uh, not really th- this interaction that you're limited to on social media. Absolutely. And the locker room access, I mean, that's something I'm so excited for for the season. It's interesting, though, you know, from the for the 49ers last season – I would imagine it was a big positive because you didn't have anyone in the locker room when they were struggling, when they were three and five, when it was this constant Jimmy or Trey, Jimmy or Trey thing. And it may have been a benefit for the team last season, but I think it's a benefit for everybody, especially us this coming season. And I am looking forward to it because you're right. You do just see chemistry and it certainly comes down to how you perform on the field in the clutch situation. But I do believe with football, there is a chemistry factor there and you're in a clutch situation and Trey Lance has really good chemistry with X, Y, and Z, and they trust him and he trusts them, I do think you have a better chance of getting a play done and being clutch in those situations. So I do think this stuff matters. I don't think it necessarily matters as much as talent and and what you do on the field, but I I don't want to discount the fact that this chemistry and that type of thing really does matter. Yeah, I mean, like I remember walking off the field last training camp at one point, going, you know, there's something missing with this Mm -hmm. team. It's just it's not clicking there, and it's not about the quarterback situation. I think you and I were walking off the field talking about it. Yeah, yeah, and then and it and that kind of proved the case that first month and a half, two months of the season, and then kind of once their backs were against the wall, and they really had to look at each other and figure out how are we going to do this, and you know, Debo kind of got a much bigger role and. I, a lot of people will point to whatever, like the, the the flashpoint was losing to Arizona or whatever. But I thought it was the week before when they when they won in Chicago and Garoppolo, you know, goes back home. He, he scores two touchdowns running the ball, but Debo Samuel is the one that ignited that comeback with like taking like this screen pass seventy eight yards down to the two yard mm-hmm. line, and it's like okay, just get the ball to Debo from here on, and that's pretty much yep. what they did, and. And I, you know, the fact that he was able to play through that season without getting too hurt, um, I'm sure all these guys were banged up and played through things. Jimmy certainly did. 
And Elijah Mitchell certainly did. A lot of the linemen did. So it's like, so now you're, you're at OTAs a few months later and you're like, okay, well, you know, if it's fine if these guys are not on the field because they need to still rest their bodies. Oh, absolutely. And I think for like a Trent Williams and even a Nick Bosa, it is, it is fine. It, you know, that's maybe they'd like to have them there, but it is fine. The question is, and you bring up what you brought up earlier, it's mandatory minicamp. That is where I think it gets a little bit more interesting. Uh, not again, not to over-dramatize. I mean, this team is really good at drama on its own, so I don't need to over-dramatize. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Before we go, I do want to touch on something you did bring up earlier. Nick Bosa also due for a contract extension. Of course, it's been largely overshadowed, overshadowed with all of the Depot Samuel drama, but that is a big, equally as important, if not more important, sorry, uh, contract extension coming up for the 49ers. Do you read anything into him not being there right there? Is there any reason to believe that would not happen or they'll get that done in July the way they usually do it? Well, they don't have the urgency to get Nick done because they can they can do it next year because he's under team control for two more years because they did the fifth-year option on him. But that being said, they know he's in line for his extension. He's He merits it. He played every single game last year after his ACL, and he did it at an elite level, um, whatever, exactly what everybody expected. I, I don't, I, it's fine that he's not there. Everybody knows he's probably working out in Florida, doing what he does with his brother, Joey, um, that Kyle says he may come back for mandatory mini camp. Okay, great. So there's no, no hard feelings there. Like there might be with Debo. Uh, but the, you know, I asked Chris Kosarek this week, just when, when he does get Nick back, what does he want to see from him? Because he did so well a year ago as he was coming off the ACL and to get all those sacks right and and mm-hmm. play the way bosa does and he just said well it's just small things minute things um to perfect his craft because he is nick's a perfectionist and he really mm-hmm. looks at everything but here's the other thing about bosa i mean his rookie year he just opened all of our eyes because he'd make all these big big leaps and bounds every game and we're like wow this guy's really living up to the hype oh there's like a multi-sack game oh there's an interception there's a forced fumble and then last year it was just kind of steady it was just like oh a sack here a sack there he didn't have a massive game. He didn't have the massive game that makes the headlines um, like he did when he was a rookie against the Browns and Baker Mayfield um, mm-hmm. or on Monday Night Football, right? And he wasn't an all-pro. And it was, and to me, Nick's one of the best football players I've ever seen, and he's only played basically two seasons. Um, I, I'd imagine he's going to take another big step this year and, and do really, really well. And yes, you're right. You're not. You're not. Um, just the fact that his contract is bigger than Debo's. It's going to be bigger than any defensive ends in the NFL history. And, you know, can the Niners, him and Han say, well, you missed a year. Well, you're going to really risk doing some damage on a guy's psyche because he did so well last year coming off his ACL. And I would also make the argument that 
before he takes another major step forward this year, you might want to lock him up because they're obviously going to give him a huge contract, but he has some incredible season next year where he is forcing fumbles and, you know, 20 sacks, whatever it could possibly be. And I don't think that that's exaggerating because he does have that ability. Then he's going to get even more and more expensive. He's going to be expensive as it is. And he is worth every penny because he might be the best player on that team. And certainly in my opinion, one of the top three most important, but You know, you see, we talked a lot about without Jimmy Garoppolo, how they did. Well, without Nick Bosa, you see how they did. And I think he he was maybe the most important player on the team. So I would imagine if you're the 49ers, you want to get that signed, sealed, and delivered before this season. Uh, But I'm not the GM, so who knows? Well, you're not the GM. Well, you're not the contract negotiator. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, at, no, this, at this current time, I'm not a pro <laughs> athlete. Only Thursday. We'll see where we are next week, but I don't think anyone's hiring me to be the GM. But who knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> uh, I guess I'm the GM of Fangirl Sports Network, so someone hired me. Me. I, <laughs> so yeah. there you go. There you go. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, all right, Cameron, it's Friday. You actually are really lucking out this week because it's Friday, and usually on the Tracy Samlin Show on Fridays, this is totally switching gears. We do Cody Quarter and talk about all the positive things of Cody Bellinger. I know that that is like the worst thing you would ever want to do today as a Giants fan. Lucky for you, Cody Bellinger has not been in the lineup since I believe Sunday. So all I can say, it'll be short and sweet, is that he had a good weekend. He's hitting the ball again, back over 200. And I am encouraged by that. But beyond that, I don't have a lot to say because he has not been in the lineup all week long. Okay, so, but at here, least but, up until you know. Now I have good, I, but I do have good vibes to send you away from the Dodger Stadium vicinity because I have dispatched my daughter Kate to live down there for the summer, and she's <gasps> living down near Dodger Stadium doing <gasps> a summer job. So good vibes in SoCal. We have Inman's representing Northern and Southern Californias now. That is fantastic. And if your lovely daughter Kate would like to go to a Dodger game, please let me know. Oh, gosh. Only if they're playing the Giants or the Padres. She likes Padres, too. Okay. We'll get her to a game. She just has to no. for the Dodgers. No, I'm just kidding. I don't make people But see, that. I can't say I'm a Giants fan because now, like, I'm I'm an impartial journalist. Like, I covered the Giants a couple of weeks ago. And, oh. um, I, and so, like, my fanboyness is re- re- restricted to the kids' sports um, or whatever colleges they go to. So, Kate's at Cal, and then Brooke's going to be going to Point Loma next year. Well, in that case, we'll have you back for a Cody corner on a week where he's been in the lineup and we can really dive in there. So you are welcome. And that'll be when you lose audio of me again. (laughs) Cam, where'd you go, Cam? You're gone. (laughs) Um, All right, Cam, I will see you next week. You guys make sure to follow me and Cam because we go back to OTAs next week. Cam, where can the people find you? Uh, I am on Twitter at Cam Inman. I'm on Instagram at 49ers.cam. And that's the same handle on TikTok, which I probably need to throw one on there soon. So, oh yeah, I, for, sometimes I forget I need to be TikToking too. Is that it? But is, is there, is there, um, is Snapchat, does that still go on? Cause I did that for a year, but I think I'm off the Snapchat. And then I think we started, on the Snapchat. we started, um, we started be real in the family, um, this year. So like we, like we can. You know, be real. That's like I do. My app. friend told yes. me about that. A friend of mine in Dallas was telling me about that. Yeah, so it's like you can't be hiding out. Like you got to take your picture, like then and there. 
So yeah. people know where you are. I don't, I don't, that's more just family members. So I know where the heck my kids are. So that's which is smart. That's a smart way to do it. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah. All right, guys, thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, and I know you did, make sure to please leave us a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network and follow me on Instagram at Tracy Sandler for all things OTAs next week. We are brought to you by Bet Online and FIBO. And with that, we'll talk to everybody later. Have a great weekend all. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.